And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. It's Mickey Brennan here, joined by Davy Rispin, the man from Courtown and the man with all the knowledge of Mead football. Davy, how are you keeping it? Uh, it's been, I suppose, we didn't have a We Are Mead podcast last Sunday. I was away and uh, enjoying me holly bops and uh, it was the first weekend of football returning really um, with, the, with the All-County Football League starting and uh, it's been, it's been hectic. It's just been mad. Like if you look at social media, um, especially Twitter and, and the whole lot, like the pictures that are coming out from all across the country of how people are getting to watch games. I saw a digger um, with a bucket and a load of lads sitting in the bucket. One fella, a tree fella standing on top of the digger looking in because of the restrictions. There's only allowed, you're only allowed to have a hundred people at a game and that's to include all of the players, selectors, management teams, referees, and the whole lot. So any club could have 30 players togged out, maybe including their management team. Then you've got the referee. So it's down to about 25 or 30 supporters uh, when you take all that out of it. So, uh, you know, people are doing whatever they can to get looking at these games at the minute. Yeah, I seen a cherry picker actually today was was the latest one I seen in a game. I don't know where it was or happened, but I mean, we're probably going to see a lot of them in the next... Uh, Next week, I mean, our championship game is in Rakeney next Saturday night. And, you know, the big hill at Rakeney that kind of overlooks the pitch. I'd imagine there'll be people probably standing from there as a vantage point in that too. But <laughs> I, I, I don't like it, to be honest with you. I think, I think with social distancing, I think most of the pitches that games are in next week anyway are big enough to accommodate at least probably double of what it's, what's allowed. That's obviously not a slight on me, GA, or anyone else. This is the directive that's been issued, and unfortunately, um, the GA are just having to abide by it. But I believe a letter has gone in to appeal to double that to 400. So hopefully, by next weekend, you never know, we may get to the stage where it will be doubled. But just going back to your first point, you know, the players. First of all, you have 30 players involved with the first team straight off. Then you have the management team, that's up to five, physios, club officials, secretary, chairman, all that. But you also have the second team lads who may not be talking out, but they're absolutely entitled to go to the game and support the lads. So straight away, you're probably talking 50 or 60, depending on the size of the club. Looking at the likes <laughs> of the Simons and Gales with three teams, at Dunham Rashburn with four teams. Like, where do you go from that? But I know in Carton, the way we're doing it, I think it's the fairest way to do it is every player is obviously getting a ticket, management, committee members to the executive and then our loyal supporters so the supporters who have been there at the two games we've probably played so far or whoever who would never miss a game hail rain or shine I think that's the fairest way and then if there is any leftover tickets 
you know, first come, first serve. But it's interesting to see. I've seen a few clubs doing it differently. They've, you have to text in by a certain time and date. And then I think you're picked out of a draw. Or you're, you know, you're, you're let know the following day. It's, it's a mad scenario, but it is what it is. Yeah, but even even when you say that, you know, you know, your most loyal supporters. But how do you even, you know, pick who's yeah. your most loyal supporter in Cork Town? Um, you know, in any club, and and then leave somebody out who thinks that they are a loyal supporter or just as loyal as somebody else who's sitting there. So it is very difficult. I kind of agree with it, um, to be honest with you, because I know there's plenty of room in the whole lot. But like, how do you police it? And how do you marshal it? And how do you make sure people are are doing what they're doing? I have seen. A couple of photos and uh, from games where um, there's been more than we'll say 150 uh, or 200 spectators at a game and yeah. no social distancing. So you know, there's I suppose when you see that end of it and you see people not adhering to the rules um, and not socially distancing between each other at a game where there's about 200 people, well then you kind of have to make a call and say, well, you know, it's 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 uh, it's probably the right thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's great to have football back. Um, and uh, as a player, Davey, you must be very excited at the moment. Really excited, yeah. The, you know, the training's really stepped up in the last couple of weeks, which has coincided with the games. To be honest with you, the two league games we played, I found have been played with a serious intensity. And I did reference it a couple of weeks ago. I thought the league games would be an excellent barometer as to how, you know, championship is going to go and how teams are probably going to fare out definitely in the early stages and I'd, I'd still stick by that I think teams have gone out and played at full throttle they've played the best team that's available to them with the best players there's been no kind of holding back lads or anything like that it's been kind of hell for leather so from that many things I think it's been really really good and I'd expect a fiercely competitive championship granted we're probably not going to have the fitness levels of teams that we normally would have and, and we would see particularly at senior level but I think the intensity which Sometimes in me gets a little bit of flack because when you have the five rounds, you don't necessarily have to play at top intensity for the five games. Whereas yeah. now you have three games, you have to really win them all realistically to keep it in your own hands. So that's going to bring out the added edge, I suppose, to certain teams. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be very exciting and I think that there's going to be big upsets. Um, just looking at results all around the... the, the Surrounding counties and whatever in, in, in championship and league, there's been huge, huge upsets already. And, you know, if you don't hit the hit the ground running going into this championship, you're you're going to be um, at a disadvantage, let's just say. Um, something you mentioned there as well, the field, you know, at the back of Kenny, you know, uh, it was, it's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that uh, because uh, one of our good listeners, um, regular listener, um, from Drumbarra, Sean Caffrey. He texted me the other day when when he heard about the um, the the crowds and and how they're going to have to be you know less than two hundred or whatever. He was saying to me, this is the right time of the year to be uh, owning a field that's near a football pitch. So uh, I think he's probably trying to rent out a couple of fields so he can charge people to go into them. That could be something that he's up to. But uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting anyway to watch it over the next couple of weeks. On this episode of the We Are Mead podcast, we are going to be um, looking back at the All 30 Football League results over the last two weekends, and we will be previewing all the championship games uh, coming up uh, uh, over the next week, uh, in over the next week or two. And uh, we'll be going to Instagram Interactive as well at some stage, and maybe David Rispin might give a little bit of a spin there for uh, something that's happening in court. I think it's got to do with predictions in the league. Uh, championships but uh, again we'll we, we come back to that in a little while we're going to go on to 
the All-County Football Leagues. And we're going to start off with the All-County Football League Division 5. And uh, we're going to start with Group A. And, of course, my own Simonstown are in this group. And they started off their campaign with a draw against St. Bridget's on the Friday night. It was 2.10 to 1.13. And uh, Slain winning their game against Clannard, 115 to 5 points. The second round took place this weekend and Simonstown went out and they gave Slane a little bit of a hiding. It was four goals and 14 to 110. And Clannard uh, coming up a cropper at home to St. Bridget's. Davey, um, I suppose when you look at that, the, the, the interesting result was Slane beating Clannard so comprehensively, uh, 115 to 5 points in the first round. Yeah, it was, I suppose. Uh, the only thing I'd say is it was a Friday night over in Slane, a, a, you know, a huge commute probably for the Clannard lads. And I know they're operating on a small panel at the best of times. And I did notice there was a couple of lads unavailable for them on the night as well. So um wasn't really surprised by the result. Perhaps, yeah, the margin of it was was a little bit surprising. But to be fair, I think it was only 7-3, 7-4 at the break to Slane. And they pulled away then towards the end. They got the goal late on and kind of kicked on from there. But... Uh, a good win for Slane. Obviously, they didn't back it up. And this was the thing. Obviously, the first and second teams played in the first round simultaneously on the Friday night. But in the second round, the first teams played on the Wednesday. The second teams played on the Thursday, which enabled a few second teams to give you know, certain members extra game time, i.e. players that didn't start maybe the first night for the first team and maybe come on for five or ten minutes. That was, that was used by a lot of clubs. I've definitely seen that. Yeah, and interestingly enough, when you when you mentioned that Simonstone went out and we said they beat Slane comprehensively four fourteen, uh, that's twenty six points to thirteen double scores um, uh, for, for Simonstone in that one. And a, a, a little nugget of information: Colm O'Rourke taking over uh, Simonstone's junior B team, or as as it's called, the junior B team in Simonstone, but it's actually the second team in Simonstone uh, playing their trade in the reserve championship. Um, you know, what that's that's absolutely brilliant for 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 Simonson, if you ask me. Um, who'd have better knowledge of all the young and upcoming players, and what better way to get them primed and ready for senior championship than under the guise of of um, of Colin O'Rourke? Absolutely, it's a, yeah, it's a brilliant one. It's a masterstroke. It really is because obviously the wealth of experience that he has. We don't need to go into it. You probably, if you listened to the podcast a few weeks ago with him, you'd, you'd have got that from it. But even for Des Lane, you know, who's over the senior team, to, to probably lean on Colm and, and say, He's, what do you think about this fella? How's he playing for you? Because obviously Des is going to be focused on the first team, but also keeping an eye on the second team as to, you know, who's playing well and how they're going and everything like that. I mean, Colm would be invaluable to him, but I'm sure Colm will be... You know what he's like as good as anyone, Mickey. He'll probably want to keep a panel himself to to probably go and win a Premier Championship or whatever it is, or a league, as you say, because they're not they're not out of that by any means yet. So, um, very interesting appointment late in the season. Absolutely, um, I I just think it's a I think it's a brilliant one. So I do for 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 Simonson, and 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 it'll be very interesting to see how their junior team go this year. And um, look, moving on to the junior B, or sorry. Group B in Division 5. And uh, Navin O'Matney's beaten Drum Condren in the first round, 2-12-2-9. And Wolf Tones uh, coming up a cropper to Boards Mill, 1-11-1-8. Then Boards Mill and O'Matney's were taking each other on in the second round. O'Matney's coming out victorious again, 1-15-2-8. 
and then Wolf Tones getting uh, getting their first win over uh, by beating Drum Condra two fifteen five points. Good win for for Wolf Tones and Davy. That leaves it Navin O'Matley's top of the table with full points, four points, and then Boards Mill and Wolf Tones both on two points with Drum Condra and zero points at the bottom of that table. Yeah, again, very interesting. The fact that in the first round, um, Wolf Tones were beaten. But in the second round, when they probably had the extra couple of lads back, you know, made all the difference and the one handy. Granted, O'Mahony's won the first round against Drumcondra, but it's a struggling Drumcondra, it have to be said. And then they came out the second day and won well too. Um, basically, I think the feedback from the first teams with the first pick was that a first team manager wanted to bring at least 24, 25 lads. So straight away for, for a second team playing on that Friday night, you know, you're down to the 26 player down and suddenly, you know, you're probably struggling to make up a team in that, particularly if you have a long journey. Simon Senna are probably the prime example of that, having to go to Ballinacree when the first team were playing. Um, so that's probably why I'm not surprised that um, Wolf Tones picked up a good win the second day and maybe struggled a little bit the first day. Yeah, yeah, it is It is an interesting one that they are probably utilising the, the second team as best as they can to get as much game time into fellas before the championship starts in a, in a, in a week's time. Um, going on to Group C, your own group, uh, Courtown, uh, in this one. And Davy, you are sitting pretty at the top of the table with two wins. The first day out, he's got the win over St Mary's, 16 points to a goal and three. And the second day out, it was a tougher assignment with a nine points to seven win over Dunshockland. In the first round, Dunshockland had beaten Nafina four goals and 13 to six points. And uh, in the second round, then Nafina getting the win over St. Mary's 316 to 211. So maybe your, your little um, looking at Dunshockland's results, it's the opposite of what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but I know from playing them the other night that there was definitely three or four who didn't start, in fairness, for Dunshockland the night before, but came on. Um, I was marking David Dunn, for example. He was he was the sub that came on the first night. So um, we knew what we were expecting going up there. We knew it was going to be a really tough assignment and a big step up in the first night. And, uh, you know, Dunshockland, in fairness, very young, good young team coming through there who are going to be a dangerous proposition in that uh, Premier Championship as well. They gave us a really um, excellent test. Um, Nafina, yeah, Nafina recording the win against Samaris. But again, I will point to that. Would have a big crossover, lads, between the two. They wouldn't have as many players as the likes of Rockman or Simonstown or you know, even Wolf Tones or Navin Amani's, for example. So Mary's will be pleased with the scoreline they put up compared to probably what they scored against us. But again, shipping too much, 316 is, is a big score to be letting in. Yeah, and Nafina, obviously, the first day out, hampered by the size of their panel. Six yeah. points is all they scored against on Chocolate. And obviously, they had the few extra players. The following week, when they were playing St Mary's and, and, and managed to score three sixteen again, managers doing their best to get as much game time into as many players as possible. Interestingly, Davy, just uh, your win against St Mary's, sixteen points to one thirteen, no goals. Mm. But what did you score yourself? I scored a few. Yeah, I did all right. Um, well, go on, go can't on. remember now, to be honest with you. Yeah, right. I'd say you can remember every single one of them. You're not going to share them with us, though. Um, and in the second day, what about against them, Shockland? How did you get on? Yeah, I scored, scored a few as well. Uh, yeah. Just can't remember offhand, but uh, yeah. yeah, going all right. The, so are the boys, you know. The, the, the numbers, as I said earlier on earlier podcasts, have been brilliant and there's serious competition for places there. So, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to next weekend against Lane. There'll be um, 
there'll be um, a few lads disappointed, I'm sure, in the panel. But, you know, that's just the nature of it, I think. Moving on now to Division 4 and Group A, and this is a tasty one. All teams with one victory each, but it is Kilbride sitting at the top of the table with um, uh, on score difference. Because this, all the games in this one were very, very tight. Uh, the first round, Kilbride 17, Central Sim 1-8, a six-point win for Kilbride. The second game in uh, in that group on the first week was St. Column Kills 1-14, Kilmain and Wood 1-12, a two-point victory for St. Column uh, Kills. Then the second day out, it was Central Sim 3-8, St. Column Kills 13 points. So uh, Central Sim getting their victory against St. Column Kills. And then Kilmain and Wood 2-9, Kilbride 1-9. So Kilmain and Wood with a Great victory there over Kilbride. And that leaves the, the table looking like this. As I said, Kilbride, uh, first Kilmain and Wood, St. Colum Kills, and then Central Sim, but all on score difference. Tasty little division there, and there's not much between any of them teams. Fiercely competitive. Kilbride, Kilmain and Wood have clashed on numerous occasions over the last couple of years between uh, League and Cup. And then you obviously throw in the couple of second teams as well. It just adds to it because... What I've noticed down through the divisions with the second teams that are involved, they're so competitive. Not one of them are kind of rolling over and getting their tubby stickled or anything like that. They're given as good as they're getting. Kilbride are an excellent young team. I have a lot of time for them. Kilmain and Wood, on the other hand, probably a little bit older on the spectrum, but they've introduced some lovely footballers as well in the last couple of years. I'd say that was a really good game. I think Stephen Kiernan for Kilmain and Wood, who's back, um, played ever so well against Kilbride and got them over the line in that one. Um, I don't think Kilbride will be overly worried about it. They have a decent group in Champ. Um, they have St Mary's, they have Dunsany, which is probably going to be the big one, and Drumcondra. They'll be targeting the, the Mary's and the Drumcondra game and then a showdown against Dunsany last round, which could be fantastic. And, you know, they'll be completely rolled off, but by God, I'm telling you, these lads are going to go places. It might be this year, it might be next year, but give them a couple of years, they're going to be a serious outfit. Yeah, um, under the stewardship of David Nolan um, as well. And, uh, you know, if one man, he's won practically everything there is to win um, in, in Gaelic football, so in mead football and championships and, and underage and the whole lot. So uh, a great manager to have there. We're going to move on now to Group B in Division 4. And uh, first uh, weekend of the games on the Friday night, it was Summerhill, four points to Saini. Three goals and 19, a huge win there for, for Dunsany. And on this, uh, the second game that weekend, it was Rathout 1-4, Clonagail, three goals and 14, another huge win. Then the second week out, it was Clonagail taking on uh, Summerhill, and Clonagail won this one, 2-15 to Summerhill's two goals and nine. Two losses there for Summerhill. And then in the other game, it was Dunsany, 11 points. Rathout getting who, 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 who got well beaten, um, in the first round, coming back with this huge win, 113 to 11 points. And Davy, is this again down to um, the first teams and second teams not playing the same night the second week around? Well, it is, absolutely. I mean, you look at it, the, the first two uh, second teams in, in the first round, you've got an aggregate of 1-8 between them uh, against Dunsany and Clanagale. The second night, Ratoad come out and beat Dunsany. A Rateau team that probably mirrored that at the B win inside from last year, but seven or eight of them were no doubt brought with the first team for the first round game, if that makes sense. So, yeah. And even Summerhill putting a right up to Senegal, scoring 2 9, that's a huge improvement from the first round performance. So, um, I know Dunsany probably rotated a few lads as well because they obviously had hurling and stuff, but um, 
not really surprised at that. I think if it had been, had it been the same, if the both games for the first and second team were on the same night, you probably would have seen similar results. And that's not helping anyone. Like Clannagale and even Dunsany haven't been beaten. They'll come out of it and they'll say that's much more beneficial to them having a good test against a good result by them, beating them by 15 or 20 points. Fair enough, you get your two points, but you don't really get much out of the game if that makes sense. So I don't think they'll be looking too much at the result. Like they're still, if you if you actually scroll up to the table there, Mickey, like that that uh, table is up for grabs too. Like you have Clannagale on four points, but then Ratoth and Dunsany are locked on two points each and Summerhill bottom with none. But like that ga- that'll go down to the wire as well for the third round whenever we see it. Yeah, it will indeed. And, uh, you know, I think Clonagale did take on Dunsany in the last yeah. game. So, you know, um, that'll be an interesting one because it's the two first teams against each other, as you said. And um, we're just going to scroll down now and go to uh, Group C in Division 4. Just going to take me a second. Group C, here we go. And uh, on the first weekend of games, you had Myla taking on screen second team. It was 3 9 to 1 9 in favour of Myla. And uh, Gail Colm Kill against Longwood. Was, this game was conceded, which is uh, just disappointing, I suppose. Um, was it Longwood or Gail Colm Kill who conceded that game? It was Kells. They, they, they couldn't bring enough. You know, again, 24, 25 lads going with the first team, and they just wouldn't have the numbers to go and field the second team. And that is disappointing. That's disappointing for probably the eight or nine lads who probably. We're mad to go and play and we're looking forward to the game but unfortunately the, the first team comes first and if Lar Wall wants to bring eight or nine lads from the second team that's that's absolutely his prerogative to do so yeah um, oh, 100, 100% but you'd expect a, a town team uh, and a club as big as Kells to have plenty of, uh, of of players in reserve to bring to a second team game you would they probably haven't had the success at underage that you, you may become accustomed to with town teams in recent years. I know they have an excellent minor team or under 17s team coming through this year. So I, I would expect to see a, a new crop of players coming through in the next couple of years, even if it's just at second team level. Um, but at the minute, they're probably still operating off a combined panel of maybe 35, possibly 40 max. You know, that that would probably be realistic, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, um, they 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 did concede the first game, but in the second round game, which obviously when uh, it was split, it was the seniors were out one day and the juniors were out the following day. It meant that they were able to fulfil the fixture and they drew with the other second team in this group, and that was screen one fourteen apiece. And then in the two first teams in this group, Longwood and Myla, Myla came with the victory, one ten to nine points, and that leaves table looking like this. Myla on four, Longwood on two, Gail Column killing a point and screen on a point and uh, the two first teams um, propping up the table there, David. They are, yeah. It, it, look, it looks good for Myla. I know they, they still have one left to play but they'll be happy with the start they've made, I think, uh, Ted Dowd obviously at the helm again there and you know they're preparing for an intermediate championship and get a win against Longwood team coming down from senior championship last year. Myla coming up as beaten finalist last year from junior. That will be a real confidence booster for them. Um, not exactly sure where Longwood are at, to be honest with you. And, and I, that's why I'd just be cautious about them in this championship. I, I, think I wouldn't expect too much from them uh, without, without being disrespectful in any way, shape or form. And they're obviously juggling hurling as well. And they do have a massive crossover between the two. So 
It'll be a very interesting team to watch. Teddy will be delighted with Milo, though. Two wins from two going into the first round of the championship next week. You couldn't ask for any more. Yeah, and, and looking good to, to get through that group in, in the league because they will be playing Kells in their last game and obviously depending on uh, what night that game is played, whether the, the seniors are out as well, will make mm. the difference. Moving on now to Division Division 3 and we're going to Group A and uh, the first round games saw Blackhall Gales beating Drumbarra 13 points to 2-2 um, and St. Michael's 3-14 uh, beating St. Peter's Dunboyne by two points, 3.14 to 2.15. The second round games saw St. Peter's Dunboyne losing out to Blackhall Gales, 1.13 to 10. And Drumbarra um, getting the victory over St. Michael's here in this one, 3.9 to 2.10. So a two-point victory there for Drumbarra in that local derby. And uh, looking across at the table, Blackhall Gales sitting pretty at the top with four points. Drumbarra, two, and St. Michael's, two, and St. Peter's Dunboyne, with zero points. Would you have expected this, Davy? Or, you know, like St. Peter's Dunboyne, that's their second team, you know, you'd expect a little bit more from them? Well, absolutely. They were intermediate last year and contrary to what I've been saying about the other second teams, I know for a fact they put out a strong second team the first night against St. Michael's. Um, Liam Byrne, who captained the Mead under-20s this year, he was playing that night, you know, so there was absolutely no... But there were seven points up in that game at half-time against St. Michael's and they uh, ended up losing it by two. Blackhall Gales would be delighted. I, they're, the, they're the one I'd pick out of this group, really. I, I wouldn't have expected them to be top of the group after two games, to be honest, which especially with the dual aspect of the club. But two excellent wins, I mean, to, to minimise Drumbarra to just four scores the first day and then to comprehensively enough, or comprehensively beat Combined the second day by six points. That's that's a really good um, couple of games under the belt. The Jumbara and Michaels game, I wasn't at it, but I believe there was awful fireworks. Willie Carey was sent off um, early, I think, in the first half, possibly. Uh, Michaels were cruising, and Jumbara came right back at them. Um, I think that a man, uh, Michaels had a man sent off, then Ray Riley was sent off in the second half, and Jumbara ended up pipping them at the post. And that's a really good confidence, morale boost, and win for Jumbara. So Michaels will probably be frustrated. I know they've had a couple of probably little niggly injuries, which, you know, Davy Wright won't be happy about because it really crippled them last year in the end. But uh, tasty, tasty group, that one, and that will have a, have a really good conclusion to it eventually as well. Yeah, and it's going to be St. Michaels taking on um, Blackhall Gales in the last round of that one. So that will be a tasty, tasty affair. Uh, we're going to move on now to Division 3. and We're going to, as in... We're going to go to Division 3 Group B. Um, and here we go. We have that one up now. Um, and the first round game saw Kilmainham beating Bective by two points. 15 points to 110. Minalti, 22 points. And Ultons, 10 points. That's a huge victory there for, for Minalti. Uh, the second round games saw uh, St. Ultons losing again here to Kilmainham. 3-10 to 16 points in the local derby there. And then uh, Bective getting the win, 2-9 to 1-7. And Davey Rispin, I suppose you'll want to start with St. Dalton's here. Ah, yeah. Um, what I do know, just from being down with under-17s and chatting to Vincey Rennix and, and Mossy Coyne and that about it, the, the first day they were very light. I think they, they had a couple of injuries to regulars and they were also missing a couple of regulars who were back against Kilmainham and, and made a big difference. Um by all accounts, I was talking to a few who were at the Kilmainham game and they said, but for Mickey Newman, they, they would have bet, they would have bet Kilmainham. He was just excellent on the night. I think two, he got two, two of the three goals and set up the third one. 
Um, but they, they acquitted themselves quite well. I actually got over to watch Bechtel and Minolte in the second round game as well. And it was a, it was a weird game, to be honest with you, Mick. Um, Bechtel were missing Cotton McConnell and Shawnee Keaton, but they started ever so well. The first 15, 20 minutes played some lovely, lovely football. Um, and, and looked like at times that they were going to blow Minolte away. But then they just kind of back into their shell. Minolte got better. Um, and as the game progressed, they were every bit as good. But Minolte's shooting was absolutely deplorable. Like the, the amount of terrible, terrible wides they kicked really cost them on the night. Bechtel eventually got over the line. But they won't be pulling up any trees if they keep going the way they're going. They're going to have to up their performance level, like say 20 25% if they're going to live with the teams in the Intermediate Championship. The main will be delighted, you know, two wins, um, both narrow enough, beating back to obviously the first day, and then Ulton's the second day, has them on four points. And then, you know, you have the two teams under them, back to a minority fine first um, for the second position. But, uh, you know, typical to the other groups as well, that's going to be a really good finish to that one. Yeah, and um, Kilmainham sitting pretty at that. Just, I'd say Kilmainham are a really good side, you know, but like... Just with injuries and players not being available and stuff like that, they, that sometimes hampers them. But with the way the, the championship is structured this year, there's no county football till afterwards, so they've got their full hand to pick from. Um, moving on now to Division 3, Group C. And uh, the first round games uh, saw St. Vincent's taking on Mead Hill, and St. Vincent's won this by a goal, 2-11 to 1-11. I'd say that was fire and brimstone in that one. And then uh, the second game saw Beliver taking on Dunham or Ashburn, but Dunham or Ashburn came away with the victory here, 210 to 1-9. Uh, the second group games saw uh, Dunham or Ashburn beating St. Vincent's 112 to 11 points, and then Mead Hill uh, just coming up shy against Beliver, 11 points to 1-9. So that leaves the table looking like this. It is Dunham or Ashburn on top with four points, St. Vincent's with two, Beliver with two, and Mead Hill with no points. But I suppose no surprise that Dunham Ashburn's intermediate team of last year are top in the group here, Dean. No, no, absolutely. They'd be the strongest. Yeah, they would be the strongest along with Dunboyne probably at, at that level. And uh, absolutely no surprise to see them top of the table. Very competitive group though, Mickey. You know, if you look through the results, all of them were kind of separated by three or four points max. There was no thumpings in it by any means. Mead Hill will be a little bit worried. You know, no no win for them in two. Hardly beaten by um, two junior teams, you'd have to say as well, which, you know, Mead Hill are a decent intermediate side. Fair enough, two junior sides that bet them are very good and that you'd expect them to be challenging at the latter stages of a junior championship. But they would have liked probably a win to get, to get themselves going, particularly probably against Bliver when they were at home. That was probably a one that slipped away. But I know they have rotated a lot throughout it, so they haven't actually put out what you might perceive as the best team. So um, that's probably a, a sign that they're maybe just not taking the league as seriously as others. Yeah, um, moving on now to Division 2, and we're going to go to Group A. First round game saw Karaha beating Castletown by four points, 14 points to 10, and Nobber beating St. Colum Kills by two points, uh, 2-6 to 10. Second round game saw St. Colum Kills getting over Curraha by two points, 22 points to 2-14 uh, in that one. And then in the local derby between Castletown and Nobber, Nobber came away with, from Castletown with the victory, 3-11 to 13 points, a seven-point win for Nobber. And looking at the table, let's see Nobber sitting on top with four points, St. Colum Kills, with two, Curaha with two, and Castletown with no points from their two games. Um, but an interesting one there, uh, Davy. Um, 
three senior teams in, in this group. Yeah, three senior teams and Castletown, who are a team that were in the semi-final of the Intermediate Championship and obviously were only beaten by Nobber after extra time last year. So that was a repeat. That second round game uh, last week was a repeat of the that game last year, which was a cracker. Nobber will be really happy. You know, there was a lot made about their winning the Intermediate Championship, going up to senior, Brian Farr leaving them to manage Ratoad, getting Ratoad first round of the championship. How would they react? How would they go about it and that but for me like an excellent first round win oh granted they only scored 2-6 but to beat St. Colin Kills who are an established intermediate team or a sorry senior team um, in the first round that's a super win and then beating their local neighbours passing down in the second round and putting up 3-11 that's superb going that's really really good going um, St. Colin Kills on the other hand local 22 points any day is, is serious shooting they'll be delighted with that hugely competitive group Curraha as well, picking up the win there as well um, in the first round against Castletown in, in a really tight game too. So that's that's a great group, you know, and, and those teams will be definitely um, appreciative of the, the games they've had going into ch- championship. They'll serve them, you know, really, really well. Yeah, I think, you know, like Castletown will take an awful lot from it, even though they've lost their two games. You know, mm. losing out na- very narrowly, as you said, in the first round by four points to Curra. To Curaha. And in the second game, you know, it was 14 scores 13. The big difference there being the the, the three goals that Nobber got. But um, you know, Castleton definitely um will be taking the positives from that. We're going to move on now to division uh to group B. And in group B, it was the first round saw Rai Kenny beating Delique Bellustown by 1-9 to 1-7. Can Ross were taking on St. Pat's and they drew 3-10. To 213, and then in the second round games, it was St. Pat's nine points, but Kenny 16 points, Jalique Bellustown 12 points, and Karen 112, and Karen Ross 11 points. So, looking at the table, that leaves uh, Rat Kenny on four points, Jalique Bellustown on two, Karen Ross and St. Pat's on one point at the bottom of that table. And uh, you know, my pick for the intermediate championship, uh, David, this year earlier on when we did our predictions was Rat Kenny, and uh, you know, they're, they're sitting pretty in the top of Division 2B of the league. It's probably gone to script. Yeah, you'd, you'd expect, you'd have expected Rakeni and Delete to be the 1-2, whatever order. That's, that was obviously going to depend on their first round game, but there was only two points between them. So they're two of the big hitters in the intermediate this year. Um, I fully expect them to be up there challenging. Karen Ross, whilst they only picked up a point from a possible four, to get a draw against St. Pat's, a team coming down from senior last year, and to push the league really, really close. I think they were winning a long way up into that game. I think Robert Clark was introduced in the second half and he probably swung it the league Bellustown's way. So Karen Ross would be pleased enough with um with their two outings. And Pats again might be just a little bit worried coming down from senior. They're on that kind of free fall losing games. It would have been really beneficial for them to get the couple of wins just for confidence more than anything else. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. Rakeni will be pleased. Delik Bellustown will be happy enough as well, getting the one win from their two outings as well. So, um, Did Karen Ross have a man sent off in one of those games? Um, good question. I'm I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't hear. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, that Karen Ross had a man sent off in one of them games, but um, we we will look into that maybe um, at a latter stage. Um, moving on now to Division Two Group C. And uh, the first round saw Ballinlock 
getting a tight hammer in here from Trim. It was 216 to Trim, 160 to That was in Ballinlock. And then in the other game, it was Waterstown, 16 points. Dunbury, 111, a two-point victory there for Waterstown under Martin O'Connell. And then in the second round games, it was Dunbury, 111, Ballinlock, 18, a three-point win for Dunbury. Um, and then Trim getting a victory over Waterstown here. Uh, Quite an easy victory for them. 3, 12, 21 points to Waterstown's 8 points. And uh, that leaves the table looking like this. Trim on top with 4, Waterstown on 2, Dundery on 2, and Ballinlock on no points. And Davey, I suppose, when you look at it, you probably would think that Trim are, on paper, the strongest team in that group. But uh, a, a huge win over Waterstown, who, you know, could be dark horses in that intermediate championship. Mm. Trim, Trim are my pick for the Intermediate Championship as well. So good to see both of our early, uh, our early Predictions. picks performing well early season. They'll, they'll probably be hammered down next week first round the Championship, don't you know well? But uh, <laughs> no, look at 528 in their two games for Trim. That's excellent scoring. The question with Trim was never about scoring power. They have serious forwards that could walk on to any county or any club team, sorry, in the county but it's probably defensively when the pressure comes on. They haven't experienced that in the two games, purely because they've been so good. A um, little bit worried about Ballinlock, to be honest with you, Mickey. I just, you know, there was a bit of a hangover last year after the intermediate final from the year previous. I just am not sure what they are. New manager, Kieran Shanky's in there now as well. Probably not the youngest of teams too. A couple of big personalities to manage in that team, so... It's going to be an interesting year for Ballinlock and, and they're not going to get anything easy. Trim, they're going to be expected to go well again. Waterstown, a bit surprised at the margin of the defeat against Trim, but I think they're definitely on the right road with Bart McConnell, obviously, back at the helm again. So, um, very interested to see how some of them teams go in, um, in championship in, in a few days' time. It will indeed. And we're going to move on now to Division 1. Seamus Connolly catering All-County uh, Football League Division 1 Group A and uh, looking down at the fixture the, the results from the first round on the 17th the Friday the 17th it was Oldcastle 7 points Summerhill 4-14 a huge win there for Summerhill St Peter's Dunboyne uh, took on local neighbours or near neighbours Nafina and they won 1-15 to 12 points in that first round game then in the second round it was Nafina taking on Oldcastle and they got a chance to get their first victory uh, after being defeated by uh, St. Peter's Dunboyne. And they did so against Oldcastle, 310 to 7. And then Summerhill, Summerhill were taking on St. Peter's Dunboyne. And it was uh, in the clash of the two big names, I suppose, in that division. And Dunboyne came away with the victory, 12 points to 1 6. Summerhill, who had put up 414 the week beforehand against Oldcastle, just stopped in their tracks by Dunboyne. Mm. It, it probably shows the benefit of a good test in the first round as well. Like Summerhill had it easy against Oldcastle, probably non-event really, whereas Dunboyne probably had a decent challenge against Nafina and maybe just the intensity or the pitch of things, probably it took Summerhill a bit, a bit of a while to get going against Dunboyne in the second round and that obviously made evidence for, for St. Peter's Dunboyne. But look, at the, I think they're my pick for the senior championship this year. I, I think they'll be strong. I've heard a couple of things about possibly Robbie McCarthy not been available and stuff, which which would be a big concern if, if that was to be the case, particularly when you have the likes of Donald Lennon coming back, Conor Bradley coming into the club as well, um, along with the, the serious talent that they already had there. But I won't use much sleep about, you know, three-point defeat. I, I don't think it's the end of the world for them. Oldcastle, 
it was always going to be tough, but they'll probably be happy enough with the way they went and equipped themselves in um, in Enfield against Nafina, you know, after that trimming, as you termed it, against Summerhill uh, a week previous. Yeah, um, it's 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 an interesting one. Did you hear how Conor Bradley did? Did he line out for um, John Boyne uh, in any of those games? I, I actually didn't, and I didn't see a report either. And it's something that I noticed that a lot, a lot of clubs aren't probably putting in Not reports. Putting up for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and obviously they want to keep the, you know their their powder dry, and that's completely understandable because obviously people can't just go and watch team now. They probably have to get a special permission to pass the win it, you know, have a little bit of a spy on it. So um, it'll be interesting to, to see how the how teams are going to do their analysis on certain teams now, but um, no, didn't hear how Bradley did, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, the, the reason why I asked you is, is the same. I've been searching uh, the interweb, the dark web, everything, looking for um, for for, for um, team team uh, uh, match reports, sorry, um, on all these games. And it's just, as you said, everybody is keeping, keeping their cards close to their chest. Mm. Very hard to find anything out about these games other than the score. Um, so moving on now to uh, Group B of the Division One, Seamus Connolly All County Football League Division, uh, All County A League um, Football League Division One, and the first round saw Centralstown taking on Minalvi, and Minalvi came away with a, a, a nice victory here, four ten to Centralstown's twelve points. In the second game, it was Simonstown at home to Gail Column Kill Kells, and Kells putting up a huge score here. 21 points, one goal and 18 to Simonstown's 2-7, an eight-point victory there for um, Gail Column kill of Kells. Second round saw Kells taking on Centralstown and again putting up a huge score, 3-16 to Centralstown's 1-12. And uh, in the second game was Minalvi, 3-7, Simonstown 1-12. And um, the goal's been decisive there for Minalvi. And um, Davey, I spoke to you to, about this a few weeks ago. Um, you know, Kells go out gung-ho all the time. They don't do half measures. They don't do league football. They don't do fresh cup football. They don't do challenge football. They do championship football, and that's all they do. Mm. They have started off in in superb fashion um, with their two victories so far. That's a serious statement of intent from them in, the, in those two games. I know they've played a lot of good challenge matches as well in the lead-up to these league games even. Um, they've been in Westmead. I think they've been in Monaghan and even maybe in Cavan as well. So... They've, they've kind of dipped in and out of different counties and played top teams in those counties and they're obviously standing them in really good stead. The 118 against Simonstown is that's remarkable scoring really. Um three sixteen as well against Centerstown. Centerstown will be sick at the sight of them. They absolutely pumped them beyond the Tripondra last year in the championship game. Um I think it was an even uglier scoreline than that. But it's just gonna be more of the same from them. You know, we know what we have come to expect and we probably shouldn't be in any way surprised by the way they're operating, you know, considering how they've performed in recent years. Yeah, um, you know, uh, and, and I did say as well, all fair to you maybe a couple of weeks ago, that, you know, the championship could be set up for, for Kells. You know, because of their gung-ho approach to every game, they seem to tire in the latter part of the, of the season when it's a long season, when you're playing league football from February right through until October, September. And, you know, by the time September comes around, they usually get pipped at the post in a semi-final or a quarter-final. And, uh, you know, it could be set up for them this year. This could be Kells, Kells, uh, Gail Collum Kells' year. Could well be. Um, you know the type of them, though. They won't be looking past the Collum Kells in the first round. And uh, that's, a, that's obviously a smart approach. 
a little bit of um, a surprise probably to see your own Simon Sengales Mickey pointless after two games as well. Like the margin of the defeat at Kells is probably the most worrying thing, really. Yeah. Um, and then look at three seven against an is a little bit of a a freak scoreline to be honest with you. You wouldn't generally ship three seven. Um, most games one twelve is a decent scoreline, but there's probably a little bit of work to do there. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, very disappointed with the result against Kells. Um, the, you know, just weren't at the races. Couldn't get up to the pace of it. And then against Minalvi, the three sucker punches, the three goals that Minalvi got, you know, nine points. It, it was it was 13 scores to 10. But again, mm. the goal was being decisive in this one. It was, uh, as you said, 16 points to 15, a one-point victory for Minalvi. And Simonson, uh, they do have a lot to do. They, they Well, not a lot to do, but they... They need to start maybe working more as a team at the moment. Um, I know that Des Lane is, is doing unbelievable work out there and, you know, has them playing certain ways and stuff like that. And, and they have bought into it, but maybe just need to, you know, uh, start thinking of the greater good um, and, and playing as a team because, you know, there's no doubt about the quality in Simonson. If they could, you know, some of their big players just haven't hit form either, you know, and have been a little bit... Um, uh, you know, not not at their best, we'll say, over the last couple of games. Maybe they're getting ready for championship. You know, Simon Sim do seem to be a championship team, you know, that kind of way. So, uh, look, they'll iron out the problems, as we said. Colm O'Rourke is at the helm with the junior team. So, you know, there's there's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of players getting game time with, with, with the junior Bs as well that might be uh, needed uh, come, come the senior championship. So, you know, I, I like while the two results are quite, um, you know, worrying. I, I still think that they, they, they should be all they should be all right. Mm. You know, think no? just a, just a word from Manalvi as well, Mick. Like that's two yeah. serious wins for them as well to to start off the year. And something that I spoke to Connor Harnan in the preview about the senior championship was having everybody available for the league, which is something they never have. They would never have the hurlers. They would never have the county footballers, i.e. Podge Harnan and Killian O'Sullivan. Mm-hmm. So it just shows the benefit when they're at full strength. They're a dangerous, dangerous proposition. They'll be going into that game against Summerhill with serious confidence now with them two wins under their belt. Yeah, and Summerhill with the loss against Dunboyne and only scoring 1-6 as well. You know, it, it, that's going to be a really, really interesting game. And as you said, they will have a full hand to pick from. Moving on to uh, Division 1 Group C. And... Uh, the results here from the first round was Dunshockland 1 9, Navano Matney's 9 points, Batote 8 goals and 14, Sidden 7 points. The second round games saw Sidden um, uh, losing to Dunshockland 15 points to 1 9, and Navano Matney's losing to Rathote 1 15 to 12 points. And that leaves the table looking like this Rathote on 4, Dunshockland on 4, Navano Matney's on 0 points, and Sidden on 0 points. And I suppose when you look down at that, um, the big surprise there would be Dunshockland sitting in second place. I know they were in a quarter-final of a senior championship last year and ran Simonston very, very close. They've got a style of play. They've got a few really good uh, young footballers in on that team now and more coming through the ranks. So Dunshockland are maybe pitting themselves to start making progress this year and maybe push on next year and the year after and try and uh, uh, win the Keegan Cup. Like They've got great youth coming through. Absolutely, they do. They have Marty Riley at the helm, who's a guy who's really, really well respected as well. The players have clearly bought into what he's about and 
they're playing for him as well. Great to see them there with two wins. Retote, probably we expected that to be fair. The Sydney game, I did fear for Sydney. When I seen that fixture, I kind of winced a little bit. I, I said, that's not what they need coming up against the full strength Retote side first round. Um, credit to them though. You know, second round against Dunshockland, only beaten by three points. They were 10-2 down at half time and rallied, you know, second half with a breeze behind them. So, they'll take a bit from that with Davy Cahill there as well. Navin Omanis will be disappointed. Maybe mm-hmm. not so much against Retope, but they would have targeted the Dunshockland game and get the win there. Um, Davy Nelson, obviously, is still new to the... Probably his, his latest stint with them and that. So, um, they'll be probably just a little bit concerned going into the championship, particularly when, you know, Oshin O'Brien has kind of gone back to his parent club in Galway and stuff. He's a massive loss and you just wonder where the scores are going to come from with Shane Gillespie still away too. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to move on now to uh, Group D of Division 1. And the first round game saw Wolf Tones taking on screen and Wolf Tones came with the victory here. 2-13 to screens 2-11. And in the other game, it was a draw. It was Ballinabracky won 12, Dunamore Ashburn 15 points. The second round games saw Dunamore Ashburn beating Wolf Tones 214 to 8 points, and Screen beating uh, Ballinabracky 115 to 10 points. So Ballinabracky, after that great draw against Dunamore Ashburn in the first day out, uh, just coming up a copper against Screen the second day out, Davy. And Wolf Tones, you know, who had beaten Screen the first day. You know, to get such a tight trimming from Dunamore Ashburn the following day, this 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 group just looks all over the place now at the minute. Just as, <laughs> you know, it it does a bit. Yeah, when you see Dunamore Ashburn top with three points, it even looks unusual. To be fair, but uh, one thing I picked up on when when we had Young McDegan on the podcast was that he said his dad was coming in with the view to make them a more attacking, expansive team and kind of deviate away from the defensive approach which we've seen in recent years and that's clearly happened already you know you look at the two scores they put up 15 points and 214 excellent scores two good or sorry three three points from a possible four you know they'd be happy enough with that Balnebracchi as you say just showing how much of a fortress it is up in Balnebracchi poor Earl Ashburn went up there on a Friday night felt the, felt the force of it but at least they came back down the road with something and not um, between their legs and um, it just shows actually for Valnabracchi how important probably home advantage is. It's probably a shame that maybe the games in town are going to be at a neutral venue because if they had home advantage in two or three of the you know, group games in the championship, they'd be an extremely hard team to beat. Um, as it is, they probably still will be an intermediate championship. Screen will be pleased. I think Dara Campion made his return in the second round game against Valnabracchi too. So great to see him back on the pitch following a lengthy injury layoff and that. And, they're bracing themselves for a massive game against Simonstown as well next weekend. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, well, Screen have a win under the belt. Simonstown with no wins under the belt uh, from the two games they played in the league. And, um, you know, it's, 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 as I said to you earlier on, you need to hit the ground running. And, and the teams, you know, if we were to look at the league results so far, um, I think that some of the teams do, that have hit the ground running in the league are the teams to watch going into this championship. Because, it, as I said, Shortened year, game on game, you can you can run off adrenaline um, and and the high of winning from the week beforehand. You know, whereas in previous years the big gaps between the games and then obviously the first round games that were played in April and then we had the big gap maybe until August or whatever before the championship kicked in again. It's just going to be so unpredictable, Davy. 
It really is, Mick. And even looking down through them five divisions, it's very hard to pick any sort of pattern to come out of it because you've seen some teams got blown away in the first round and then come out and perform really well four or five days later. It doesn't really add up, to be honest with you. And we're going to see that. We're going to see upsets. Um, we're going to see plenty of exciting results and exciting football and trills and spills along the way. So um, it's, it's all going to bode for a great, great championship. It is indeed. And, and, and Davey, the next thing that we've got down is the championship previews. But I think what we should do maybe is go to Instagram Interactive first and then we're going to get back to um, the championship previews um, and uh, uh, because we're after going through all the results. We may as well just break it up and do Instagram Interactive a little bit early for a change. Yeah, perfect, Mick. So first up is from Lauren Gorman and she wants to know what present did Mickey get Davey for his birthday? Is it in the post, Mick? Uh, well, just because of social distancing, um, you know, I haven't been able to give it to you. But uh, I did send you a nice message, and uh, did, I sent you a nice message. Do you want? Will we read it out? Will we? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go ahead and have a look at it. So we will. Um, there was no truth him, in this message, by the way, as well. Lauren, I sent him a lovely message. So I didn't. It's it's a very true one. It's a, I, I said happy birthday. You big fat frog, Tia Maria and milk drinking Love Island, Courtown, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, if anyone else sent me that, I'd be insulted, but not from, not from you, Brendan. I'll let you away with it. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know that there was a lot of love uh, mixed in with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did, to be fair. Um, it, was, it was sent with fondness. Fair play, fair play. Robert Perfield is next up, and he says... No any cheap cherry pickers to get round the 200 limit. <laughs> yeah, um, I was just thinking about that when you said it earlier on. Isn't there uh, height for hire up there near Dunhamore Ashburn? Or there is, Ashburn. right on the main road, uh, yeah. Yeah, and you, you see all the cherry pickers outside. Of, yeah. I'd say they're going to yeah. be fierce busy this weekend. So they are. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll be going to, sure, that's ideal along the main road. You could go anywhere as far as probably staying off that main road. So they're ideal location as well. <laughs> Do you know what I was? Do you know yeah. if we get in contact with them, Davy, they might run an advert with us, or they might. And um, you know, uh, <laughs> are you able to get to your? Are you not able to get to your championship match this weekend? Come to us at Hide for Hire. <laughs> yeah. You've done an all for them, class. Yeah. Uh, Susan Farrell is next up, and she says, "What can we look forward to in the Rispin blog now? Davy won't get to cover as many games." Well, would you not get? To- yeah, go to many games, Davey. No, it all depends. Well, yeah, that's it. Look, I'd be confident enough to get into games, you know, with a bit of a media accreditation and stuff. But it's we're playing next Saturday, so realistically, yeah. I won't get to any games on the Saturday. And then I'm over our Premier team who are in Balnebracky of all places oh. at twelve o'clock on the Sunday. So Lovely. I may get back for a four o'clock game somewhere on the Sunday. So I'll get one on the Friday night. Then I'll get our own two games and maybe one on the Sunday, unfortunately. That's probably the best I could do next weekend. So what you're, saying, what you're saying is that you're, um, you're not playing for the Premier team, no? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> don't write funny. that off. It's, it's, it's funny. I managed, I managed and played the second team last year and Simon said, you could do the same with Cortez this year. Of course. I'd be happy to. Peter Duffy in with a rather left a field question. He wants to know what's your favourite wind instrument? Do you know what about this? Um, what's my favourite wind instrument? Um, 
Well, uh, myself and Kieran O'Malley have uh, have been in a few pubs together. I just wanted to mention Kieran O'Malley because I wanted to get his name right for Peter Duffy um, uh, on a few occasions. I think the recorder. I love the sound of a recorder. I play the recorder as well. Um, yeah, I love when my two seven-year-olds take them out and practice, and the tin whistle. Just start to take them out, yeah, and they just start um, playing their tin whistles and their, their recorders. But um, I'd say I'd say Peter Duffy has has has, has uh, a fondness for the flute. I was just going to say that I'd say he loves the flute. <laughs> It's his favourite wind instrument, I heard. Come oh, on, Peter. You, heard, you, heard, you, just, you just set yourself up for that one, Peter Duffy. He backfired, yeah, his own question backfired at him. Come on, Pete. Um, uh, Flash Gordon wants to know who's in Risbon's Zaka. Yeah, who's in your accumulator um, for, for, for the weekend? Yeah, if you scroll up, I'll, I'll pick my treble, I'll pick my banker treble um, for the you know, games we'll, if you want. We'll hold that out, we'll, we'll do that during okay. the. Uh, during the during the predictions, so we will. Um, yeah, move on. Flash, don't worry, we'll get back to that question. Yeah, he uh, burn is the next one, mm-hmm. and he says Dunshockland to win six question marks. Have a good team this year. So I think he's on about the the Dunmoyne game, obviously next weekend. Yeah, um, it, it, we talked about this, and we did say that uh, you know it, it's a local derby, and and, and you know Dunshockland have been moving well. Um, Dunboyne been going very well. But it's so unpredictable, and it's going to be over in Dunham or Ashburn. So, uh, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule out drawing this one. Actually, so mm, interesting. Simon Finn uh, next up, and he says, "I hear Nicky Judge's knees are getting better." It was a couple of weeks ago that this fella came on and says that Nicky Judge's knees were in trouble, but uh, they've made a miraculous recovery by the sounds of it. <laughs> well, he'll, he'll be back in time for championship. So. Yeah, absolutely. And he'll be a big player for Balnebracchi, no doubt, as well, going into it. Um, the next one is from the iconic PS Tapes. Who else? Ah, good man, PS. And uh, he says, what's your best hangover cure? Me head's busting. And that came through this morning. So uh, PS obviously had a few last night. Yeah, he must have had a few last night. Now, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a few. What I love, actually, and mm. some a lot of footballers um, uh, use would be diorolite because your hangover and your pain in your head is just from dehydration. So mm. um, if you can rehydrate your body as best you can um, and then, so when you get up in the morning, take your diorolite, big pint of diorolite, maybe take a second one as well and then head for a full Irish breakfast. Definitely. Yeah, I like uh, like the chicken fillet roll, the orange lucasade and the tangle twister. That'd be my... Uh, trio after a, after a heavy night on the sauce. That's <laughs> that, that's that's every afternoon. I'd say that's not a hangover cure. <laughs> chicken roll, chicken roll, a chicken roll, an orange Luke and a tangle twister. Yeah, I'm telling you, try it. Don't knock it till you try it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Do you know I'd nearly get drunk tonight so I can try that hangover cure? Tonight. <laughs> uh, well, for some. Um, <laughs> Tom O'Connor is last up and he says are all the entries in for the Mead Club Championship predictions ah look at that and, I, and I didn't pay him to say that a seamless link um, we are just going to move on to the, um, uh, the, the championship draws the prediction uh, sheets for the GEA predictions for Cortown GFC and uh, we are going to kick it off there is no more Instagram, Instagram interactive is there 
that's it, Mick. No. So we're going to move on then, and we're going to do this uh, GEA predictions. Um, and we're going to start with the Mead Junior Championship, the Chalkmaterik Junior Championship. And I'm going to give my predictions live on air. Davey, we're going to start at the bottom. Kilmainham Wood or St. Bridget's? I've gone for the wood here, Mickey. I was so tempted to go with the draw. But I just sided with Kilmainham Wood in the end. George Plunkett is going to kill me when he sees me as well. I won't be let near the black water, especially if it's only 50 people let in or whatever. But uh, I've gone with the wood in this one. You've gone with the wooden this one. Ah, this this one is a this one is a tight one. Um, yeah. Just, um, just as I, I went I'm, for Kilmaine Wood. Yeah, exactly. Um, because <laughs> now look, they they they, they had a, a a good win in the in the league. Um, when it, just thinking back on the results, but uh, I'm going to go for St Bridget's myself in this one, just to go against you. Um, and uh, I could have easily gone for a draw, or I could have gone for Kilmainham Wood. There's going to be, there's not going to be much between these teams, and it's whoever hits the ground running, as I said already, on the day is going to uh, get the victory. Yeah, I'm going to stick with St Bridges. We'll go on now to, um, and I visited visited their club late, recently, so um, yeah, I'm going to go with St Bridges. Maybe the heart ruined the head there. Um, St Vincent's or Minalty? I've gone with the Vincent's here, Mick. I think. Um I, th- I think they'll have too much from Minolte. Minolte had a great, great win first round against St. Dalton's, but haven't seen them last week. Wasn't overly impressed. Uh, just think they're still so dependent on Paul Lynch for scores. If he clicks, they're, they're obviously very dangerous. But if he has an off day or if he's just not on colour, they may struggle. Vincent's are such a seasoned team at this stage. I'd expect a Vincent's win. Yeah, um, Tony County is over Minolte, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's a seasoned campaigner as a manager. And uh, yes, St. Vincent's are a really good side. This is a really tough one. Um, you know, could he could he pull it off first round against St. Vincent's? Is that the round that you need to get the win? Um, yeah, I'm going to go for Minanti. Um, that's four, that's four points as well. So it's yeah. getting the extra kind of... Yeah, and there's not much between them either. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, mm. you know, St. Vincent's are well, more established over the last few years and there's still only three points for a St. Vincent win and four points for a Minolte win. So I'm going to go for Minolte here in this one. Uh, the next game sees Slane taking on Corton and uh, Davey, um, interesting one here for you. I've had a Slane win in this one. I think um, there's a bit of value there with the four points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we don't need your prediction on that one. Look, uh, Slane shipped a heavy loss against Simonstown last week. Um, you know, they, they can go one of two ways. They can, you know, uh, go into that game and you know that, have that in the back of their mind, or they can use it uh, to go on and win the game. I'm still going to go with Corton to win this one, and Davy Rispin to be on fire. Um, Boards Mill and Beliver. I look. To be honest with you, I I, I can't see anything other here than a Beliver win, Davy. Yeah, likewise, Mick. I just think they'll be too strong. Yeah, and then moving on to the next one, I said it, I may as well take a couple of the easier ones myself. Well, <laughs> what, what look easier to predict? Uh, Karen Ross v. Clonard. I've gone for a Karen Ross win here. Yeah, me too. I know Clonard put it up to them a couple of years ago. They're a real championship team, but looking at their league form, it doesn't inspire confidence. I think Karen Ross are going all right and they should pick up a win here comfortably enough. Yeah, the next one sees Drumcondra taking on Kilbride. And uh, Drumcondra, 
not going too well at the moment at all, and I've gone for a Kilbride win here. Uh, same as that, Mick. You know, young team coming up. I think they're more set for Junior A football than probably Drew Condra are at this moment in time, and for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going for a Kilbride win as well. Yeah, and then Dunsany and St. Mary's again. Dunsany, one big win anyway in the league, and St. Mary's just struggling in the league. Um, uh, I'm going to go for a Dunsany win here. Same as that. I think Mary's won't lack fight, heart, intensity, passion, all of the above, but they're probably just missing that bit of quality. A, a top marksman in the inside forward lane that's going to clip over five or six points. I just don't think they have it. They're relying on young Sam Victory, who's an excellent young player coming up, but uh, I think Dostani have had too much all over the pitch, really, for them. Yeah, I'm looking back at those predictions, Davey, and uh, I haven't gone for a draw in any of the junior games. And, no, you know, neither first, have I. Yeah, and first, first round out, uh, or first day out in the championship, you usually get one or two draws. Um, it's an interesting one. I, I could I could easily go back and pick a draw between Minaldi and St. Vincent's and St. Bridget's and Kilmaine and Wood. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with them. Uh, I'm going to stick with my predictions. Um, we're going to move on now to the Intermediate Championship. And uh, a few more games in this one than there is in the uh, Junior or the Senior. So, looking at it. Clonmagail and Ballock, Davey. Um, this is an interesting one. I uh, I'm going to take take the rein here on this one. Banlock are just they're they're in a little bit of trouble at the moment, and I'm going for a Clan Gale win here. So I am. Uh, I I have to be honest with you, right? I I made these predictions before the league, probably silly on my behalf, and I I I got to be honest. I picked Banlock to win the game, um, so I can't change my mind now. If I could. I probably would, to be honest with you. I'm not inspired by Ballinlock's form in the league at all. The only thing I would say in their defence is that they are a proper championship team. Yeah, yeah. They do their damage in the championship year in, year out. League wouldn't be high in the agenda. They have the ability to turn up on the big day. But this will be one that Clannagale will absolutely fancy coming up from junior last year on a high young team. They're, they're on a roll. I could absolutely see where you've got the value there for the, the four points as well. But unfortunately, I, I pencil in Ballinlock, so I have to yeah, and, and as well. But but the funny, yeah, look, you know, um, she's going to be well pissed off at me and you after this. Um, <laughs> but like the th- the fun thing is that you said it; they are a championship team, and when their backs are against the wall, they come out fighting. Yeah. And you know, it. I'm just going by form at the minute, and as you said, I get the value there with Clonmel and you've already picked Battle Lock. So again, that could very easily be a draw that game. You know, good, if, good. if if, yeah. if, if Gale bring bring their recent form into that game and Ballock up their game, that could be a very 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 tight game um, and could end up in a draw. Um, we're going to move on anyway. Uh, Longwood and Mead Hill. Um, I'm going to go for a draw on this one, Davy. That's an interesting shout because uh, I don't think either of them have picked up a win yet so far. Um, Longwood, no. No, they got a buy. Sorry, they got a buy off Kells in the first game. So yeah, technically they have, but they haven't really. Mead Hill two defeats. So that's probably a decent shout there. I'm just going to go with Longwood to be honest with you. I just think they'll have that little bit more experience and intermediate level coming down from senior. Um, but that's going to be an awful dogfight. I, it's going to be low scoring. It'll probably be won't be the most exciting of games, and I 
just think Longwood might get it in a grind, but I wouldn't have much faith in it. Yeah, that's why I, I, I really think this is going to be a grind, as you said, and, and that will, if it's a grind, that means it's going to be tight. And uh, that's why I'm going to go for a draw in this one. Balnebracki taking on Delique Bellustown. I mean, this is a very interesting one, Davey. Delique Bellustown are flying at the minute. Delique Bellustown are flying. They, they were only undone by Trim last year in the quarterfinal, beyond the time it's down after extra time. They're a team who I think are, are going places. Um, Balnebracki, on the other hand, are a team that have been constantly there for the last five, six years, challenging in semi finals and finals of intermediate championship. Such a tough physical team. Probably a clash of styles as well. That'll dictate the way it goes. The weather could be important. If it's a messy day, you'd have to probably fancy Balnebracki. Um, we actually had a draw on this one, Mick, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, look at my... You, you can see my prediction here, so you can. <laughs> I can, and I've seen that you, you had penciled in a Balnebracki win. And then, I had and then I went to Delete Bellustown, and then I went back to Ballinabracky, and then I was back in Delete Bellustown. And oh, I had you, done. You're having a draw on this as well. Yeah, I had done so much traveling that I decided that I better. Uh, I, I, I just need a draw on this one, so I do. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, that's a mad one. Yeah, that's, that, that, it's, a, it's a very interesting one again, that, that game, Ballinabracky and Delete Bellustown. Where is that game fixed for, do you remember? Uh, I think it could be in some place like Longwood or Clonard or maybe even Trim, actually. Could be in Trim. Mm, mm, yeah. Um, I'm switching. I'm going to go, if it's in Trim, I'm going to go for Talit Benjamin. Um So moving on, I've gone for Talit Benjamin. The uh, next game sees Oldcastle taking on Sydney. And uh, this is an interesting one. Two teams that were uh, playing Division One football last year that were in a little bit of trouble. Um, Oh, um, I, I've gone for Oldcastle here, Davey. So have I. Um, I think it's, it's shit or get off the pot time for Oldcastle at this stage. We had the preview with Keane McPartland. He said something similar. Leo McEnroe, this will probably be his last year. And it's time to, to go and win this championship if they're ever going to do it. Sitting on the other hand, he probably coming under the radar a bit. I actually questioned the lads because... Obviously, we talked about it being a local derby and this kind of thing. And they said there wouldn't be you know, much love lost between these two. So I'd expect a, a high-octane, high-intensity game. And uh, it should be very physical and very feisty. But I agree with you. I think Oldcastle should get the better of Sydney. Um, yeah, I, 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 just, I just think that they will. It's going to be a war of attrition, though. Sydney are mm. not going to... Um, uh, 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 they'll die with their boots on against Oldcastle, let's just say. Um, Blackhall Gales and Castletown, Davy. This is not an easy one to call. Uh, Castletown are moving really well at the moment. Obviously, no victories in the league, but put up two, two uh, uh, put in two good performances. And Blackhall Gales kind of, you know, resurgent Blackhall Gales. Yeah, like two wins from two for Blackhall Gales. You know, it's it's been an excellent start to the year for them. Um, Castletown, on the other hand, we actually played them in a challenge match a couple of weeks ago. I was fierce impressed with them, moving really well. Um, fit. Again, the only thing I probably see is a little downside. Their, their squad and their depth maybe just isn't what the likes of Trim, Oldcastle, Balnebracki and Talik Bellustown have. Um, they're after losing Robbie High. He dislocated his knee a couple of weeks ago. Big loss there. But... I still think they'll have just about enough to pull through this. Um, 
but Blackall Gales will give them a serious test. Yeah, I'm. I, I just, I'm going to go with a draw on this one. I was talking to a guy from Blackall Gales uh, during the lockdown, and he just said that you know on on their Zoom trainings and stuff that they were getting huge numbers and that the club was moving back in the right direction. And I'm going to go for a draw on this one. I can't separate them. I think Castletown again will be moving. Well. It's just it's. It, I'm going to go for a draw, Davey. I'm going to sit mm. in defence with that one. Uh, the next one is Kilmainham and Dundery. And uh, this is an interesting one because Kilmainham have been playing really well, two wins under their belt. And uh, I think Dundery have one win from two games in the league. Um, but is it going to be a case of the momentum carrying Kilmainham through this game or will the experience and the, of Dundery come through here? I think the experience will. Again, I put them down prior to the league games. And following on from that, I wouldn't be as confident. I think Kilmainham are going well. They're starting to pick up to the results now that their performance is probably last year merited, if that makes sense. So they're really starting to get their methods across and actually implement them now and get results for us, which is, you know, going to be excellent for them. Mickey Newman being back as well is a huge addition. They didn't have him for most of the championship last year and, you know, obviously a player of that calibre and magnitude, you're going to miss him when he's out there. I believe Paddy Canelli is gone as well for Dundry, which is a huge, huge loss. Stephen Coogan still recovering from that injury from last year. So, I've reluctantly gone for Dundry without that much confidence and again, if I probably could change my predictions, I'd be, be damn close to putting down Kilmainham, but I'm just gone for Dundry. Yeah, and you're saying Paddy Keneally is gone for the year. So uh, I believe. Stu- well, Stu- I don't know about the year, but I, I believe he's he might miss this game anyway. Uh, due to injury, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm not saying that Dundry are a one-trick pony, but he, he, he's a huge player for them. Um, and if he's not available, I'm going to go for Kilmainham. Um and uh, if, if they've got their full hand to pick from, I'm going to go for Kilmainham. So that's an interesting one there. The next game sees Waterstown taking on Myla. And I've gone for a Waterstown win here. I presume that you're going to be going for a Waterstown win here as well. I, I have. But for Myla, people who may be looking to do this, five points for a Myla win represents excellent value. Huge. Purely because of the start they've probably made to the year, even though we're at the end of July. <laughs> um, but... I just think Waterstown, they're a little bit short of two points, but I think they should have just about enough to get through. But this won't be a cakewalk. I think Myla will give them as good as they get. Yeah, Waterstown with one win in the league uh, and then a heavy loss. So, mm. um, But again, I'm going to go for Waterstown here. St. Pat's and St. Michael's. Um, the team relegated from senior championship last year, St. Pat's against St. Michael's, who were in a intermediate final as recently as three or four years ago. Is that right, Davey? They were actually, yeah, they, they probably under, underperformed a little bit, but I know they've got bodies back this year. There's a bit more optimism around the place. They'll be disappointed with that Trumbarra game last week. Just because it was a local derby and that, that'll annoy them. Um, but if it annoys them and it gets the desired effect, I think St. Michael should come out of this and um, beat them Pats. But again, the Pats, on the score here, there are four points and they're coming out from senior. So probably a bit of value there if you're if you're scratching around to train. Yeah. Well, look, we know that St. Pat's are a championship team. You've seen that over the last number of years in senior championship in, in, in Mead. Um, when you've got 
when you've ruled out some pats and said, look, some pats aren't going to get a result, they get results. Um, mm. And I'd say that the, one, the, the biggest game of their season this year is going to be the first round championship. And we know they're a championship side and when their backs are against the wall, they come out fighting. And I'm going to go for a St. Pat's win here. Um, you know, uh, we, funnily enough, we will actually be doing St. Pat's on our 10 best since 2010, um, uh, the series that we have going on our Patreon service. And uh, we're doing St. Pat's to Mullen this week. So when I was looking down through their t- team and, and their players of the last number of years, they've got a lot of experience in that team. And I'm going to give them I'm going to give them the tick on this one. Um, Trim and Rat Kenny. Now, Davy. Fun enough. Funnily enough, you've picked Trim to win the senior championship. I picked Rick, or to, to to win the intermediate championship. I picked Rat Kenny to win the intermediate championship. Who wins this game? Well, one of our predictions is going to be toast by this time next week, Mick. Um, because realistically, whoever doesn't win this game is probably out of the championship. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for Trim, right? Because I think they'll win the championship. And I presume you're going to go for Rakeni because you think they'll win the championship. <laughs> Davy, Davy obviously can see. I've got it up on, on the screen here on the Zoom call. I've got the uh, screen sharing going on. And I've just clicked, I've just clicked on Trim um, for, for the win over Rakeni. And um, I... I don't know. I, I can't. I can't, obviously. Oh, you can't. You have to go for Rakeni. Well, I have to go for Rakeni. I, I, this is... This is uh, Rakeni, they've got two wins from two, don't they, in the, in the league? Um, they do. And Trim have two wins from two in the league. So, both of them coming in with good form into this game. Um, actually, Trim had a couple... Uh, one facile result, didn't they, they, where they hammered somebody. Yeah, they hammered Waterstown. They put up something like 5-28 over the two games as well, which is six score. And I, as I said on, you know, on the on the We Are Meet earlier on, the scoring has never been a problem with the likes of Lynchy and Douglas and, you know, Dowling. It's probably just defensively. And you'd imagine Rakeni will give them a stern test in that respect as well. So I would expect a, a high-quality um, game between these two probably favourites for the championship. It's similar to Simonson and Retoth. The senior, isn't it? Because they win the one group and they're two of the favourites to win the championship. But obviously, they're one of them isn't going to even come out of the group. Fascinating yeah. first round game. It is. It's a fascinating first round game. And I'm going to go with Rakeni. Um, uh, my 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 pick to win the, the um, never a doubt. <laughs> no, the, the funny thing is, is that you know I think over a season, a proper season, when we did this earlier in the year, I would have said Rakeni because. You know they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have had hurlers involved with teams rather like that. But again, because this championship is so condensed and the hurling and football are going to run week on week, that although you might lose a couple of players to injury, you're just going to be bouncing. You're just going to you know you're not going to get mm. tired. You're not going to get um, as much as you would over the course of a season. So um, that's why I thought that Rakeni would be the favourites for. They're still my favourites. They're going to win. End of. The final game in the intermediate championship sees Becht have taken on Drumbarra, um, John Brady of Cavan, Kieran O'Malley, uh, ex Cavan uh, club manager as well. They know an awful lot about each other. John Brady from um, from Ramar United, Virginia, um, managing Becht of Kieran O'Malley managing Drumbarra. This is this is a nice tasty one for both of them to to meet each other in the first round, but disaster because one of them one of them whoever loses this can nearly kiss goodbye to qualification for the 
to the semi-finals. Mm, absolutely. I, uh, this is in Corton as well, Friday night. I'll be at this game, looking forward to it as well. As I think an, it'll be... As an official. As, a, as an official uh, there with your bib and the whole lot, directing traffic and stuff, is it? I'll, I'll be up on the scoreboard doing the score, so um, they'll see me and I might have a chat with one of them afterwards as well with a bit of luck. Socially distanced, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, um, again, I was at that Bective game. I wasn't, wasn't overly impressed with them, but they were missing two of their better forwards. And if they can get them back, I'd have confidence in them getting the job done. Don't know what the story is with them, where they were or what, what, what they were doing and stuff. But Bective will need them back. Trumbara, that excellent win against St. Michael's, will have them really, really prepped and looking forward to this game. But for me, I'm just going to stick with Bective, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go for a draw on this one. Um, but I did say to watch Trumbara this year, um, I thought that they'd be one of the most improved teams in the Intermediate Championship. Um, maybe that they wouldn't win it, but I did think that they'd be well improved. So I'm going to go with a draw with, uh, for this one. Um, and uh, that means I can't upset either of the men, John Brady or Kieran O'Malley, <laughs> I hope. Um, moving on now to the race for the Keegan. It is the Ferrier Steel Senior Championship, and we are going to do our predictions for the Senior Championship. So looking down at it here, Gail Column kills against St. Column kills, and I'm going to go for a Gail Column win, kill win here. They are in flying form, and, you know, as I said earlier on, these could be, this could be their year. Yeah, absolutely. I think they'll be cautious about these type of games, probably banana skins as they might be perceived. St. Colin Kills have a brilliant forward line, nearly equally, nearly as good as Kells, but defensively, I just worry about them. And I think this Kells forward line could give them serious, serious damage. Um, Who the missing? Interesting one. He was obviously suspended from the Rotok game. He picked up a red card at the back end of last year. So they're tying with the idea of like Fionn Riley at wing back, which will be an interesting move. Um, so St. Colm Kills might look to that as probably an avenue that they can explore and maybe hurt Kells. But for me, I agree with you. I think Kells will have too much. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I just think that they're, they're just, you know, they're fresh at the minute, you know. So, yeah. Gail Colm Kills get the win over St. Colm Kills here. It won't be easy. Um but if they can knock in a couple of goals, I think that'll see them on to, to winning that game. And that's something they've been doing a lot of lately. Um, then moving on, Dunshockland and Dunboyne, Davy Riskin. You can see my prediction right in front of you. I can indeed. And it's an interesting prediction, which, which we'll hear in a second. But I've, I've gone for Dunboyne. They're my favourites to win the championship. Or they're the team I'm picking to win the senior championship. So I think I have to stick with them. Dunshockland points, they have plenty of young players coming on. Missing Duggan and Ormsby this year could be a bit of a loss. Um, but as you say, local derbies, you never know what's going to happen and it's a first round of a, of a very different championship to what we're used to. But I'm going to stick with Dunboyne. Yeah, I think Dunboyne are, you know, like the, the, there's, I can, I can understand exactly why you would be picking Dunboyne. I really do think that they are going to be the team to beat in the senior championship this year. But first round um, of uh, uh, the championship, Dunboyne going in with two wins from two in the league. And I think Dunshockland, did they lose both of them or did they win one of them, Davey? Um, do you remember? Um, um, say that again? Did, did they lose both of their games in the league so far, Dunshockland, or did they, did they win they one? They won one, 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 one and lost one. Yes, yeah, it's right. Yeah, they, yeah. they bet Navin O'Matney's. And 
I think they're going to make. I don't think that this is going to be a big high scoring game for either side. I think they're jotting are going to. Um, you know they're, they're used to playing in, in over there in Dunmore Ashburnaz or Dunboyne, but I remember playing against them last year, Simonstown in the quarter final of the senior championship, and they made it very very difficult for Simonstown that day. Um, and I think they're going to do the exact same against Dunboyne uh, this weekend, and I think it's going to be tight. And in a local derby, I, I'm just going to go for a draw here. Um, I can see why you're picking Dunboyne, and I could see Dunboyne. You know, on another day, maybe winning this game by a cricket score, but I'm just going to go for a draw here. Um, I'm going to give Dunshotland the nod to get the draw against Dunboyne. Uh, moving on to the next game, it's the big one. It is Rathod taking on Nobber, and you know, a game that I didn't want to see, you know, a pairing that I didn't really want to see happening in the senior championship, but the stars. You know, it was written in the stars, and you know it was always going to happen. And it's a it's a tough one. Um, but I'm, I'm like I'm picking Rathout to win this. But uh, you know, it's it's not nice with Brian Farrell managing Rathout and leaving uh, stopping playing with Nover to manage Rathout, and he gets his own home team. You know, and he's a proud Nover man. It's it really is a tough one. Yeah, this is this is the game I wanted to see. To be fair, <laughs> um, look, obviously, if you're involved in either club, it's probably a difficult one. But yeah, I've gone for a toast. Obviously, they're the senior champions, you know, and and it should be winning this with a bit of despair. But again, I've probably been a little bit more encouraged by Nobber's performances and results in recent weeks to suggest that they can definitely put it up to a toast similar to probably what the Pats did a couple of years ago in the first round of the championship and, and got a draw over in Ashburn against them on a Friday night. So they'll be hoping for something similar. Lucas, you never know if they could, if Nobber could nick an early goal or if there was an early red card for a toe player, suddenly it changes the whole dynamic of the game. So you can never, especially in a two-horse race, but you know, you'd have to imagine that Rattles would, would be way too strong with the strength and depth that they have. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and we're both going for a Rathout win. Next one sees Simonstown taking on screen. Um, I've gone for Simonstown here, Davey. Um, I know they have no wins so far um, in the league. Um, bit of an upset there against uh, Minalvi, if you want to call it an upset, or the three goals that they let in, they'll be very disappointed about that. But I think that Park Tolchin is going to suit Simonstown. Um uh, when they come up against Screen, Screen obviously with Dara Campion back in the in the fold are are going to be um, very very strong. But I just think that Simonson when they get into Park Tolchin are a different animal. Yeah, they love the big stage. You know, take and centre stage in Park Tolchin, big pitch. I was going to say a big crowd, but that won't be the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I've probably been a bit generous to. Uh, Simonstown with the two points and a bit harsh on screen with the five, especially after the league results and that. But I agree, which I think Simonstown should still have enough and they will kickstart their season with a win against Screen. Yeah, moving on, the next game sees Nafina taking on Centralstown, and I have gone for a Nafina win here. Actually, do you know where this game has been played, Davy? Uh, this game uh, could be in Waterstown. Not sure, yeah. not sure yeah. to be brutally honest no with you, Mick. Um, but I've gone for Nafina as well. I think it'll be tight. I, I don't see a whole pile between the sides, but I would just say that Nafina would have that bit more experience probably than Centralstown, who have kind of adopted a really young side in the last couple of years, obviously with a couple of experienced heads. But um, Centralstown will fancy it. 
and mm. they probably won't, won't mind us picking Nafina and everyone else, but I just think Nafina might might get through by a couple of points. Yeah, yeah, you know, I agree. I think Sanchez, you know, they have a lot of good, young, upcoming players, but maybe you're just a couple of years away from that. But then again, you know, they never, you never know, they could shine um, first day out against Nafina. I think the experience of Nafina, as you said, might get them through and you know they, they might bang in a couple of goals that might just uh, kill off the game uh, the next game sees Dunhamore Ashburn taking on Navano Matneys Davey Risky teams who played how many times have they played each other in big games over the last nine or ten years like and uh, it's a similar story this year Davey Nelson's back at Navano Matneys but he, he's kind of been dealt a difficult hand now with Oshin O'Brien and, and David Bray and a couple of others unavailable Rory O'Quillan's back us but I like the vibes coming out of Ashburn with Nick Deegan back at the helm there, seemingly adopting more of an attacking strategy as well and game plan and the scores they put up on the couple of league results. I feel that they should get the win here. I'd expect them to to beat Navin O'Mahony's. Yeah, I I picked Dunmore Ashburn here as well. Just looking back at Navin O'Mahony's league results and looking at Dunmore Ashburn's, I think Dunmore Ashburn are going to bring their current form into the uh, the game against O'Mahony's and get the victory there. Um, Summerhill and my Nalvi debut Wispin. This is a tasty, tasty one. It is a huge local derby. And uh, who are you going for in this one? I've gone for Summerhill, but. Uh, uh, well, you can Two see my ago. prediction. You can see my yeah, prediction. Two, two weeks ago, I would have said, absolute banker. No problem at all. Summerhill will win this with, you know, at a canter. Now, I wouldn't say that. Um, purely because of Manalvi's league form. Summerhill have been okay. But Manalvi don't fear Summerhill. That's, that's well known. They love playing them. I, I do nearly think that Summerhill fear Manalvi more, which is ridiculous when you see kind of how the teams have performed over the last five, six years. But, We've gone for Summerhill and I think they'll win but I think Manalvi will give them an almighty scare Yeah, I, you've gone for a Summerhill win but I've, you know, Manalvi, we spoke about earlier on Manalvi have a full hand to play with and mm. uh, which they never do due to hurling and due to county commitments for hurlers and footballers and the whole lot and you said it, they don't fear them at all and at five points they're huge value but I'm going to actually go for a draw here um, Summerhill only managed to put up 1-6 in their last game they put a huge score up in their first game in the league um, but I'm going to go for a draw here another local derby one of these local derbies has to end up in a draw that's just it Davey it has to it has to you're, right? so you're, playing, you're playing for the big points here Mick I know yeah, you, right? you can just throw the rule book out the window so you can because local yeah. derbies end up in draws and everybody's happy and the whole lot so um, although Summerhill won't be happy if they drew it's Rinaldi that's, that's for sure last game sees Waltones taking on Karaha and Davey this one is a tasty one um, I haven't really decided. I had I had Wolf Tones down to win this, but I'm really, really I don't know. I'm just you can see me here. I'm clicking across. I'm going from draw to to Curaha to Wolf Tones, and this really is a hard one to pick. It is. Um, they met last year in the championship where Curaha absolutely blitz Wolf Tones, um, and that really kickstarted their season last year after the break, and it really sent Wolf Tones into free fall after that, and. Curaha aren't at a different stage Curaha are a good young team with serious young players coming through I think Wolf Tones are a better side this year all round I just think they're a, they're a much 
much sturdier. They have their house in order. Stevie Corrigan's back as well, you know. I, I'm, just, I'm just angling towards them because of that. Um, I think something that actually someone says to me from the week at the mark was kind of interesting. When you look at the Wolf Tones, right, they, they, have, they have big men in the forward line. You have the Wards, you have Thomas O'Reilly, you have Cerno Finnegan, right? Probably not the quickest men, but they're big physical men. If the mark was adopted right within Wolf Tones, i.e. if they could tie it into a game plan, it, they could get some serious joy out of it because all of them lads can kick freeze um, from all over the place. And that's just an interesting thing that I picked from the conversation I had um, with that person. But I'm going to go with Wolf Tones. I, I think this will be a great game, by the way. I think this will be a proper good game of championship football. Um, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Curaha won it. wouldn't surprise me if it was a draw either. And it wouldn't surprise me what you put down here either. Yeah, yeah no, this, this, is a, this is a tough one. You're after hitting me there with something, though. And, you know, the, the, the mark, you know, and, and, and you look at the, the players you're after mentioning in the forward line for um, Wolf Tones. The two, the two wards, Finnegan, uh, or Finnegan and um, Thomas O'Reilly. Hmm. they're all well able to catch a ball as well um, yeah. you know they've got great hands and if they can utilise that and get the ball in early and, and in such a way that it favours the player the, the, the forward those guys don't miss you know like either of the wards left or right side of the field and they get marked they're kicking hmm. them over the bar do you know what I mean exactly. like so um, this is a really really tough one I was thinking of Curahan the intensity they brought to um, was it last year or the year before when they beat Simonstown? last year yeah last year when they beat Simonstown and screen and the intensity that they brought which was and they've got big men in their forward line as well oh um, do you know what I'm going to go for Curaha win in this one I'm going to go against you I'm going to go for Curaha and um, yeah I'm just I, I just want to try and get the points up against you you know that's it that's that's the predictions done for the. Scroll down and see what your what your total points is. I'd say it's something like a hundred and. Where yeah, keep, going to, keep going to the bottom, possibly. The bottom. Um, it hasn't. It, it hasn't. Doesn't, it'll, it'll say when you pin in. I think mine's seventy-two. Yours is definitely closer to the hundred with the, with obviously the few draws in there. But um, I suppose just when we're actually on the topic, the We Are Mead League is really taking shape. A lot of people have entered in the last couple of days as well. So um, <laughs> I'm just looking at you filling in. He's put in the way I'm onto it, but uh, Michael Pellet tips. <laughs> um, I suppose people have um, up the Friday evening to get in for for this. It's on gapredictions.com. When you're putting in league, obviously put in we are mead. Um, three rounds for a tenner. If you want to save yourself a couple of quid as well, or you can enter for round four or whatever you like. There's no problem. Um, but it's similar to the National Football League. It's a bit of crack, and uh, we'll be we'll be revealing the league table next week after the first round of games. Yeah, um, it's going to be a bit of crack, as you said, and it's going to be very interesting to see how the championships go this year. Looking forward to it. Can't wait for it to kick off next weekend, and uh, to be following Twitter on all these games because obviously you can't get to very many of them um, without your media accreditation, and, and probably media accreditation won't get you in to uh, a lot of these games because there's, uh, uh, I, I suppose, like the, the, the radio and the, the newspapers might be taking that up or maybe taking positions on that. 
It's going to be absolutely brilliant, David. David, just something else that I wanted to mention before we go. Um, it's come out that uh, I think it's OTE are doing a documentary on uh, Sean Boylan, and it's going to be called Sean. It's a, a documentary about his life so far, obviously, and uh, uh, the legend that is Sean Boylan. I just can't wait for this. Yeah, that's a great one. I think that's two weeks' time, isn't it, or something? It mm. just kind of was revealed during the week there. So that's that's obviously a great watch for Mead fans and probably GA fans alike all over Ireland. Really, it was obviously that great one of Mick O'Dwyer um, last year at some stage, which was a brilliant watch too. But I think this one on Sean Boylan should be every bit as good, hopefully. It will indeed, definitely, you know, and, and I'd say it's even going to be better because um, he is our Messiah. Um, have you anything else for the podcast this week, Davey? No, I think that's it, Mick. Um, yourself? No, I think that's it. Um, we just, you know, all, we want to wish all the clubs taken uh, to the fields next weekend the very best luck in their championships. I know there's Hurling Championship the following week. And uh, we will preview the games or give the... Um, uh, Jamie gives me a funny look there. We'll, we'll definitely give out the fixtures uh, next weekend. Um, but this weekend coming, it's all about the football and meat. It's the Chottenterrick Junior Championship, the uh, Furious Steel Senior Championship. And the sponsor of the Intermediate, Davy is... Uh, the Mead Potato. Mead Potato, yeah. How can I forget that? Mead Potato Intermediate Championship. All take, uh, kicking off this weekend. And again, we want to wish every player... Every club going out the very best. It's been a very, very tough year with everything that's happened with the pandemic, with COVID-19. We are getting back to some normality. It's, it's going to be a while before we get to, back to any real normality or, or new normality. But this is a start. We're going to have the football next weekend. Tune in to all the Twitter accounts. Tune in to radio. Tune in to the newspapers. Everything, all social media next weekend for all the games that are going to be taking place. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. And we are delighted to see the Mead Championships kicking off next weekend. So that's it from us. Don't forget, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.